Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome to This and That, a podcast where we talk about anything and everything going on in the world of sports, world news, you know, you know the whole shebang. It's episode five. Five episodes into this fucking shit. Yeah, that's right. Fifth episode, and we got a good one. We got some, uh... Sports to talk about here. Gonna talk about fucking Gronk going to the Bucks. Blackhawks fired their president. Good uh, sports articles there. And then we've got some... Uh, got plenty of world news, that's for sure. Um, Ford GM Fiat Chrysler plan to resume U.S. vehicle production. So does Toyota. So, we'll talk about that. And uh, a story at first that I didn't want to talk about, but then I saw this article and I'm like, hell yeah. Kamala Harris demands accountability for horrific abuse of power. Uh, that was caught on tape. A police officer, uh, being typical police officer, abusing their power. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that. But, uh, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Let us begin with uh, Japan Metal Association. Tokyo Olympics difficult without vaccine. Uh, more coronavirus shit. Tokyo, the medical committee in Japan is moving towards a consensus. Consensus, excuse me. Wow, I can read. More shitty reading. <laughs> it is moving towards a consensus that is holding next year's Tokyo Olympics may hinge on finding a coronavirus vaccine. Japan Medical Association President... Oh boy, okay, I'm going to butcher this name like there's no tomorrow, but I'm going to give it a try. Yo, Shahakiti... Whoa, okay. Yoko Kura. I, I probably butchered that. Ooh, excuse me. Said in a video media conference on Tuesday that the Olympics were possible only if the infections were under control. Not only in Japan, but globally. I, I see that. You know, you, you want to make sure that the virus is completely gone. Because again, you're going to be having people from all around the world coming to Tokyo. And bringing in all those cases potential cases that could sh start a shitstorm. That's for sure. It, it could start a big shitstorm. Uh, and it could spike the amount of cases that are in the world right now. And we don't, we don't need that. We need everyone to remain healthy. And we need everyone to get healthy who is not healthy as of right now. You know? I honestly want all this fucking coronavirus shit to end. And... You know, I've, I've been thinking about it. It's like, what is this fucking country going to be after this coronavirus shit is all done? You know, there, there is going to be a lot of rebuilding. If you think about it, there's going to be a lot of rebuilding, a lot of, you know, getting back on the feet and all that. And, you know, it's just going to be a lot of, and it may be hectic too, but we'll, we'll see, you know, the, Time will tell, but I hope everything goes smoothly. But uh, 
Yoko Kura said, In my view, it would be difficult to hold the Olympics unless effective vaccines are developed. He did not say whether he opposes the Olympics without vaccines. Japan has reported 13,576 COVID-19 cases and 712 others from a cruise ship quarantined near Tokyo earlier this year. <clears throat> On Tuesday, the health ministry reported 389 total deaths from the virus. Japan and the International Olympic Committee agreed to postpone the Tokyo Games until July 23, 2021 because of the coronavirus pandemic. Which, honestly, the damn fucking coronavirus has been canceling a lot of shit this year. A lot of big stuff has been canceled. And it, it sucks. It really sucks. I just hope that it's calm and everyone's back in a civil state by my birthday, you know? Because I, I do want to have some fun. and I, I just hope that shit starts to get better here. You know, I, I'm getting sick of all this quarantine shit and all that. But, uh, yeah. A Japanese professor of infectious disease said last week that he also was skeptical the Olympics could happen in 15 months. I am very pessimistic about holding the Olympic Games next summer unless you hold the Olympic Games in a totally different structure such as no audience or a very limited participation. Oh, another name that I may butcher. Said Kenturo Awatatawa. Yeah, I have no idea. Professor of Infectious Disease at Kobe University. Hey, Kobe. Ah. Uh, Mori, a former prime minister and now president of organizing committee, told the newspaper Nakatan wait Nikki Nikki Nikan we'll go with that sports there would be no more delays if the game can't be held in 2021, meaning <laughs> that shit done. You're you're kaput. I assume what? We wait 2021, 22, 23, 24. 20. Yeah, so I assume we wait till like 2025 to have the Winter Olympic Games and then we say fuck the summer unless they're going to. I don't know. We'll, we'll, we'll find out. But <clears throat> yeah. it It's it's crazy. It, it's crazy. Uh, this COVID 19 shit has been. Has been. Uh, Fucking a lot of things up, you know. But uh, we move on to hockey news. If you guys want to read the article, I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit all the links to the all the articles in the description. The YouTube description, I'd be able to fit it just fine. So if you're watching watching this on uh, or li listening to this on YouTube, I should say, uh, then you should have all the links and all that in the description, no problem. I could be wrong, but I don't think YouTube really cares. About uh, <clears throat> uh, whatever you put in your description. But anyways, moving on to hockey news. Blackhawks fire president replaced by owner's son. McDonough was with Chicago since 2007 after leaving Cubs Danny Wart's given job. Chicago. Chicago Blackhawks fire president and CEO John McDonough on Monday. McDonough, who was being replaced by Danny Wart's was named Blackhawks president in 2007 after 24 years with the Chicago Cubs. McDonough was Blackhawks CEO since 2011. 
Chicago won the Stanley Cup three times. 2010, 2013, they robbed the fucking Bruins that year. And 2015, while McDonough was there and sold out a Blackhawks record 531 consecutive home games before the NHL season was paused March 12th due to the concerns surrounding the goddamn fucking piece of shit fucking coronavirus. That last part wasn't in there. 13 years ago, I recruited John to the Blackhawks because of his leadership, direction, and vision. Blackhawks owner Rocky Wirtz said in a statement, John brought all of that to the table and more. His contributes his contributions went well beyond leading the team to three Stanley Cup championships. He rebuilt the front office and helped guide the organization towards a winning vision. As difficult as this is, we believe it was the right decision for the future of the organization and its fans. McDonough's in a statement released Thursday, said that he had nothing but thanks for warts in the Blackhawks. <sighs> so. Oh, I, I guess Chicago's uh, moving on with him and, you know, rebuilding for the future. Yeah, they they they, they haven't been uh, too much of a playoff team here. Let's see, where are they in the standings right now? Let's take a look. I got that straight from the NHL website. Let's see. Where Where is Chicago in the standings? Are they anywhere in the playoffs? Yeah, they, they, they had, they're, they're at least two games above 500. So, eh. 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 I'd say just... Eh. You know, build for the future. You, you, you guys are... You guys are, and even if you do make the playoffs, you probably ain't gonna make it past the first round. You know, Arizona's doing pretty fucking good this year, but I I, I hope hockey does come back, man. I, I really do hope it does, cause this fucking coronavirus shit has been killing a lot of stuff recently. But uh, coronavirus, NBA <clears throat> will not reopen practice facilities until at least May eighth. Sets guidelines for safe workouts. So, here are the guidelines. No more than four players would be permitted at a facility at one time. At any one time. No head or assistant coaches could participate. Group activity remains prohibited, including practices or scrimmages. Yeah, see, they don't want close contact. Players remain prohibited from using non-team facilities such as public health clubs, fitness centers, or gyms. Which is, that's that's reasonable. I'm hoping as soon as I get back up to Massachusetts here to uh, head back to the gym. A little uh, quick plug, my Twitch. I also have Twitch. If you don't have it, go ahead and sign up and uh, follow jmosh420 on Twitch. That's uppercase J-M, lowercase O-S-H 420 on Twitch. Go follow it. I'm probably going to do a, a workout stream on there. So uh, that's a little promotion there. But uh, anyways, back to the uh, article at hand. Mere days after the NBA set about reopening its practice facilities and beginning the process of returning to basketball, safety concerns has, have altered the league's plans. The NBA had initially to... Plan to reopen its practice facilities in areas with relaxed social distancing guidelines. According to ESPN's Adam Wojnarowski, the Woj Bomb, 
However, the league announced Monday that it will push the date back to at least May 8th, if not later. Additionally, the league set the following guidelines for the workout at its facilities, which I just read. <clears throat> Excuse me. Additionally, players and team facilities must wear face masks. Definitely. Yeah, you don't want uh, Rudy. What big question is? Do they do they ban Rudy Gobert? Is is Rudy Gobert? <laughs> is Rudy Gobert allowed in the uh, facilities? I bet you he's fucking banned from each and every facility. They're like, yeah, nah, fam, you ain't you ain't coming anywhere near. I wonder how he's doing. I'll have to look that up there. But uh, shout out to Rudy Gobert. Get get well soon, bro. If you haven't already. But uh, additionally, players and team facilities must wear face masks at all times, except during physical activity. And team staffers must remain at least twelve feet away from them, per the athletic shams char- character. God. Big words I can't pronounce because I'm a dum-dum. The initial decision to reopen the practice facilities was based on Georgia's plan to slowly reopen its economy. As players considered traveling where... Excuse me. As players considered traveling there to facilitate workouts ways the NBA considered unsafe. But the Atlanta Hawks, Georgia's only NBA team have decided not to open their facility on May 1st. A Hawks source confirmed this with CBS Sports. <clears throat> Where I'm getting this article from. That May 8th that May 8 date applies only to areas with relaxed stay-at-home guidelines. The original May 1st plan sought to find safe facilities in areas that had not relaxed their guidelines for sake of competitive balance a number of high level players currently lack access to proper equipment to train or even shoot so if a return to basketball is ever going to come allowing players the ability to work out properly is critical damn straight because if you think about it they just been you know sitting around doing nothing you know and their body is probably not in tune to get back into the physical sport of basketball, you know, you've just been chilling around, you've been cooped up in your house, which I'm pretty sure these fucking guys have built in in-home gyms, and a lot of these guys making fucking millions upon millions of dollars, you know, a lot of them probably have in-home built-in gyms, so they ain't, you ain't gotta worry about that, but yeah, shooting, who, who knows, like I said, these guys make fucking millions, they probably have basketball fucking courts built in their house. They probably have, they, you know, in a way, this article is making it seem like these players don't have fucking anything to work out, which, if you think about it, uh, that's not true. Again, they're fucking multi-millionaires. They can afford big-ass fucking houses. They can afford fucking built-in gyms to their own house. They can afford to build their own fucking basketball courts, you know? I thought this article is just making it seem like they have nothing, but no. If you think about it, that's some players have that luxury. I don't know if all players have that, but I do know a lot of players probably do. Teams have also been asked to name a facility hygiene officer from among its current staff, according to Charana, Charana, whatever. <clears throat> so, yeah. NBA basically taking some safety precautions to make sure that players don't get COVID-19, you know? But hey, 
No NBA games have been played since March 11th. Six weeks without basketball are now in the books, and quite a bit more are surely coming. Nothing is set in stone yet, but today's news is proof just how far the NBA is from playing real games again. Which, let's face it, you know, everyone's ready for fucking sports to come back. I'm honestly ready for sports to come back. I'm fucking pissed that this COVID shit made the XFL fold. I'm so fucking pissed about that, but... You know, it it sucks. I like I said in the last podcast, my cousin got fucking season tickets, and he was gonna take me to a game, and I was gonna see a, a Vipers game here, but sadly that didn't fucking happen. But uh, you know what did happen? <sighs> Rob Gronkowski fucking off from the Patriots and uh going to the Bucks on a one-year, ten million dollar contract. Oh, yeah. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers already have Cameron Bright and OJ Howard on the roster at tight end. But they just added a five-time pro baller, washed-up bum. No, I'm just kidding. A five-time pro baller and three-time Super Bowl champion to the depth chart. On Tuesday, the Bucks and Patriots agreed to trade to a trade involving Rob Gronkowski, who is coming out of retirement to reunite with Tom Brady. There. Boom. That basically sums sums it up. This is from BucksWire.usatoday.com. Uh, I forgot to say where the sources were from. Oopsie. <laughs> Hold on. Let me give you guys the other two sources. The uh, Japan Medical Association was from Sportsnet.ca, and the Blackhawks Fire president was from NHL.com. Uh, and the NBA one was from CBSSports.com. And this one is from BucksWire.USAToday.com. So sorry about that. Oopsie. Terrible podcaster. Hoo boy. I'm still learning this whole podcast shit. So, uh, yeah. The Buccaneers sending the Patriots a fourth round pick in exchange for Gronk and a seventh rounder. Which isn't a steep price to pay for the 30-year-old tight end. Which, that's true. Like, what What were his numbers last season, you know? He's 30 years old, banged up. Hate to say it, but yes, he is injury prone, you know? He he isn't all that big toughen nails, if you think. He's a, he's a big fucking guy, you know? He can kick some ass, but he... He's just not what he used to be anymore, if y'all know what I'm talking about, you know. Same with Brady, and he showed signs of that last year. I I, I love how a lot of fucking Tampa fans are instantly thinking you're going to win the Super Bowl. Let me tell you what the fuck you're getting, Tampa, alright? You're getting a washed-up, past-his-prime Tom Brady, which... uh, That's obvious Tampa fans haven't watched the Patriots, because, you know, they're Buccaneer fans. Why the fuck would they watch the Patriots? But... If you did watch the Patriots last year, you could see that, yeah, the receiving core on the Patriots sucked, but Tom Brady was starting to actually finally show signs of regression. And I'm sorry to say, Tampa, you're only going to get signs of regression for Brady. Hey, you may get a little bit of good play out of him because he's got some fucking good weapons and his uh, good buddy old pal Gronkowski there. I don't know. We'll see what Gronk can fucking do. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, the Bucks did add uh, some uh, 
O-line help there in the draft, but uh, did the Buccaneers take a quarterback in the draft? Hold on, let me look. I'm Now I'm kind of curious. Hold on. So, no, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, surprisingly, did not draft a quarterback. I, I thought they would, but considering their other two quarterbacks on their depth chart are Blaine Gabbert and Ryan Griffin... Unless they think Ryan Griffin is the future, which, okay. Uh, in my eyes, if I was Tampa, I would have at least taken a quarterback in the draft. But, hey, I'm not the GM. So, you know. But, again, Tampa fans, I hate to rain on your parade. I know y'all got Gronkowski. Y'all got Tom Brady. What, what, were, what were Rob Gronkowski's numbers last season? Let me, let me take a look. Not last season or last time he played. What were his numbers? Let's see. 2018. 682 yards, 47 receptions, 3 touchdowns. Yeah, see. Sorry, Tampa fans. You you aren't going to get a prime Gronk. You aren't going to get a 1,000-yard Gronk. I think, what, was he injured? I just did, was, I'm not. It's 2017. That's that's in the fucking past. <laughs> but, hey. I mean, at best, Gronk is at least going to put up 500, maybe 600 yards at the most. You know? Don't add, if I were to pre predict the Bucks record, I'd say 9-7. and seven. There you go. I'm being generous. <laughs> but, hey. One-year contract for Gronk, you know, watch him just absolutely fucking go off. And hey, if you think about it, Brady does have some weapons. Not gonna lie, Brady has some weapons. Chris Godwin, Mike Evans, you know, uh, OJ Howard. Three fucking weapons right there that Tom Brady has. So, we'll have to see what is up next season with the Tom Brady Gronkowski story as that continues on with the next chapter in Tampa. Chapter one was in New England where it was pretty successful. Well, let's see how chapter two in Tampa plays out. But uh, anyway, let's talk about some fucking uh, bicycling, shall we? All right. Get out of here, ad. Tour de France could limit number of spectators after new government guidelines announced. I was going to say, how are they going to do the Tour de France? It's... <laughs> the Tour de France may have to make arrangements for limiting the number of spectators in order to comply with the ban on major events gathering more than 5,000 people before September. Prime Minister Edouard Philippi. Philippi? I probably butcher that. Said on Tuesday that the following, that following the end of the nationwide coronavirus lockdown on May 11th, major sporting and crucial cultural. Excuse me. Well, I can read tonight. I, I can read every podcast. Not really. Cultural events bringing together more than 5,000 participants cannot be held before September. We'll call him Felipe. Philippi. We'll call him Philippi. Did not specify, specifically mention the Tour de France, which has been postponed to August 29th and September 20th from its original June 27th start date. 
And I guess a sports ministry spokesperson went on to say, it is too early to say how this will impact the tour. But for now, this does not imply a postponement nor a cancellation. So, basically, if you're a friend of a Tour de France, uh, it's not going to be canceled. It's going to go on. It's going to proceed. Don't worry. You'll, you'll get to see people pedaling a fucking bicycle. <laughs> but, uh, speaking of uh, Corona postponements and all that the baseball hall of fame induction ceremony expected to be postponed for town weep yep that's right coronavirus strikes again the streets and the quaint village are empty the charming stores and restaurants shuttered the national bass basketball yeah it's now called basketball the national baseball hall of fame and museum remains closed this was supposed to be the most glorious and most profitable summer in the history of Cooperstown, New York. This is where Yankees legendary shortstop, shortstop, Derek Jeter was scheduled to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. But highlighting an illustrious class that was projected to draw perhaps 100,000 people. Ellipsing the, excuse me, 2007 class with Cal Ripken Jr. and Tony Gwynn. Rest in peace. Now that sheer joy and enrichment is blanketed by the despair of the inevitably that lies ahead. The Hall of Fame is expected to announce this week that their induction ceremony weekend scheduled to take place July 24th, 26th will be postponed until 2021. The Hall of Fame is scheduled to meet this week with their board members before finalizing a decision. But with the COVID-19 pandemic raging across the country with 292,000 cases in New York, there is a little choice to choice but to push it back a year and combine the two hall of fame classes hey there you go all right but fuck man this covid shit needs to end that's all i'm gonna say but uh that's it for our sports we now move on to world news and politics shit this one's uh coming from the APnews.com false belief poison cures virus kills over 700 in Iran. The false belief that toxic methanol cures the coronavirus has seen over 700 people killed in Iran, an official said Monday. That represents a higher death toll than so far released by the Iranian Health Ministry. An advisor to the ministry Hassan Hassan Hukay, these motherfucking names tonight, said that the difference in death tallies is because some alcohol poisoning victims died outside of the hospital. Some 200 people died outside of hospitals, Hassan told the Associated Press. Alcohol poisoning has skyrocketed by 10 times over in Iran in the past year, according to a government report released earlier in April amid the coronavirus pandemic. The National Coroner's 
Authority said that alcohol, alcohol, yeah, it's alcohol, alcohol now. Alcohol poisoning killed 728 Iranians between February 20th and April 7th. Last year, three were only 66 deaths from alcohol poisoning, according to the report. Separately, the Iranian Health Ministry spokesperson, spokesman, spokesperson, spokesman, whatever the fuck you want to call him. You can call him either or. Oh my god, these names. I, I am butchering them like a fucking butcher butchering meat. Kan Hashu Kai Anan Oshush whatever said that 525 people have died from swallowing toxic methanol alcohol since February 20th. State TV reported on Monday. Fuck. Skipping ahead. Iran is facing the worst coronavirus outbreak in the Middle East with 5,806 deaths and more than 91,000 confirmed cases. Shit, bruh. This, this fucking coronavirus shit's getting out of control, man. This is from the... This is from APnews.com. Ah. But uh, the next article we're going to be taking a look at is China is installing surveillance cameras outside people's front doors and in sometimes in their homes. This is fucked, bro. China, the shit you fucking do in your country is fucked. Thank God I live in America. How I love my fucking country. Home of the brave, land of the free, baby. You know? We don't... Uh, I, I want to say we don't spy on people, but knowing the government today, yeah, you never know about that. But This is from CNN Business. Um, CNN.com. The morning after Ian... I'm not going to even try to pronounce his last name because I'm done butchering names, so I'm just going to go for his first name. The night, the morning after Ian returned to Beijing, he found a surveillance camera being mounted on the wall outside his apartment door. Its lens was pointing at right at him. And, of course, it shows a picture of the camera at, at his door. After a trip to southern China, the 34-year-old Irish expat and his family were... Starting their two-week home quarantine, a mandatory measure enforced by Beijing government to stop the spread of the novel virus. He said he opened the door as the camera was being installed without warning. That's the... I'm sorry, but the Chinese government is fucked. It's fucked, bro. It's corrupt. It's evil. It's disgusting. It's... I could never... I'm sorry, but I could never, ever live in China. Knowing that my government is spying on me 24-7, which uh, America could be too, <laughs> you know. But knowing that I'm literally being fucking spied on 24-7, seven days a week by the fucking government watching my every move, you know. Knowing that I don't have freedom of speech, knowing that I can't go up to my leader's face and call him a fucking piece of shit. If I do, I'll be arrested. I, yeah, I'm, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know if it's exactly like fucking North Korea where they'll fucking slice your goddamn head off for disrespecting Kim Jong-un. Which, by the way, he's still alive. So, <laughs> yeah. But, 
Larry said, having a camera outside your door is an incredible erosion, in, invasion of privacy, said Ian. It just seems to be a massive data grab. And he's right. It is a massive data grab because that's, that's what the fuck the Chinese government is, is doing. That's all they do. They just want to spy on you. And I don't know how much of it is actually legal. Again, true. How much of this shit is actually legal? They, they, again, they, they, they probably don't give two single fucking shits. They don't. You know? It's, it's sick and disgusting. No one needs to be put through that kind of shit. Although there is no official announcement stating that cameras must be fixed outside the homes of people under quarantine. It has been happening in some cities across China since at least February, according to three people who recounted their experience with the cameras to CNN, as well as social media posts and government statements. Excuse me. China currently has no specific national law to regulate the use of surveillance cameras, course corrupt ass fucking government over there in china that's why but the devices are already a regular part of public life really they're often they're watching when people cross the street enter a shopping mall dine in a restaurant board a bus or even sit in a school classroom oh school classrooms understandable but jesus fucking christ in every single establishment you fucking go more than 20 million cameras have been installed across China as of 2017. Of course. They're literally fucking spying on you. They don't give a shit. Again, I could never live in China. I'm glad I live in America, where at least I know I'm free. <laughs> Thank God for the Second Amendment. <laughs> I mean... Who knows what the NSA is is doing? Eh, These motherfuckers. Hey, NSA, if you're watching this, you can suck my fucking dick. You know? But. That shit's fucking crazy, man. According to a state broadcaster, CCTV... But other sources suggest a much higher number, according to a report from IHS Market Technology, now a part of Informa Tech. China had 349 million surveillance cameras installed as of... To the holy fucking shit! Bro! Oh my god! But other sources suggest a much higher number, according to a report from IHS Market Technology. Now a part of it. Oh, wow. Okay. My brain just... <laughs> nearly five times the number of cameras in the United States. Well, of course. China has... China also has eight of the world's ten most surveilled cities based on a number of cameras per 1,000 people, according to UK-based technology research firm Compard Tech. But now the pandemic has brought surveillance cameras closer to people's private lives, from the public spaces in the city right to the front doors of their homes. And in some rare cases, surveillance cameras inside their apartments. CNN has requested comments from China's National Health Commission. The Ministry of Public Security did not accept CNN's fixed request for comment. 
If you guys want to read the rest of the article, you can uh, maybe click into the description. If you're listening to this on YouTube, you probably will find the description. But uh, yeah, China, you you fucked over there. You know, <laughs> you got me kind of fucked over there. Like the fuck. Y'all really need to be watching every motherfucker's move every minute. Like, God damn. So I can never live in China. Japan, maybe. But China, hell no. I'm sorry, but I, I cannot have the feeling of being watched every single fucking move of every single step I take. You know, I just couldn't. Yeah, I know there's a... There's cameras everywhere in public places here in America and all that, but not as many as fucking China, bro. Like, shit. <laughs> Fuck, bro. That is crazy, but uh, moving on with the coronavirus bullshit. Oh, boy. Time for some Trump talk. Ooh, my favorite part. Oh, my God. Oh, I cannot with him. This is from BBC News. Trump can't imagine why U.S. disinfecting calls spiked. <laughs> I can't with this. Oh, my God. President Donald Trump has said he can't imagine why U.S. hotline calls about disinfectant have risen after he suggested. Literally. After he suggested injecting the substance to treat coronavirus i wonder why maybe because your dumbass fucking suggested people to inject cleaner into their fucking veins oh my god and then he act, I, I love this and then he acts like i don't know what the fuck you're talking about he's he's just so stupid how how the fuck can people support this man i just don't understand I, I don't get it. He is literally the definition of stupid. Like, literally. Oh, my God. Following heavy criticism from medical professionals, Mr. Trump said his remarks were made sarcastically. Oh, really? I th now, now he's just basically... Basically, when he says they were made sarcastically, he's just trying to cover up the fact that he was looking stupid. He doesn't want to... He doesn't want to look stupid, but sorry, Trumpy boy, damage done. You do look stupid. But basically, when he says they were made sarcastically, it's again him saying, oh, I, I was just making him sarcastically. You know, I didn't, I didn't really mean that, which that's bullshit. <laughs> we all know that's bullshit. Literally the most dumbest president we could have probably had in our history. Disinfectants are hazardous substances and can be poisonous if ingested. So please, if you have common fucking sense, don't be a dumb fucking Trump supporter and get a fucking needle and start ingest injecting yourself with, with fucking Clorox, okay? Now don't do that. Don't start downing a fucking bottle of Windex, okay? Just don't. <laughs> no, okay? Don't. Okay, why am I in my head wondering what Windex tastes like? <laughs> why am I wondering what Windex... Oh, God. No. Ooh, get those thoughts out of my head. Ooh, bad thoughts. Bad thoughts. 
Oh, man. During Monday's COVID-19 news conference, which we'll, we'll talk more about those a little bit later on here. That's coming up. During Monday's COVID-19 news conference, a reporter told the state of Maryland's emergency hotline had received hundreds of calls in recent days seeking guidance about Mr. Trump's comments. <laughs> oh, my God. Probably his uh, cult members calling in like, how, how do you inject this cleaner into my veins? How, how, do, how do you inject this shit? I, I want to get rid of my coronavirus. That's probably what happened. Uh, his comments were, I can't imagine why. The president said, moving quickly on, I, I can't imagine why. I, I don't know. You know I, don't, I don't know why. Why are people injecting fucking cleaner into their veins? I, I don't know. I know what the fuck you're talking about. <laughs> just playing stupid. You know? It's what he's doing. He's just playing stupid. When asked whether he took responsibility at all for the increase in calls, Mr. Trump replied, no, I don't. Of course he doesn't. He doesn't want to take responsibility for anything stupid he does. Because he doesn't want to look stupid. Again, newsflash. You do look stupid. <sighs> and I'm going to admit, back in the day, I was a big time Trump supporter. I Yes, I, I, I contributed to voting him in, in 2016. Do I regret that? Definitely. Mm-hmm. Most definitely. But I'm I'm glad I looked into what kind of person Trump really the fuck is and Yeah, this guy isn't fit to be president. Mm -mm. But honestly, basically Trump just playing stupid as usual. Uh it's it's the guy is fucking ridiculous. Last week, the Maryland governor's office said it issued a statewide alert warning against ingesting or injecting disinfectants following the president's remarks. Exactly. Don't be a fucking dumbass. Don't inject that shit. Don't ingest it. Don't listen to the dumbass fucking president. Okay? Just don't. The idiot obviously does not know what the fuck he's talking about. No. The guy is a dumbass. The guy is an idiot. He, he obviously doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. He's, he's a dum-dum. Mr. Trump made the disinfectant remarks on Thursday after an official precedented the results of the U.S. government research that showed the COVID-19 could be killed in minutes by bleach. Oh, God. <laughs> I see the disinfecting where it knocks it out in one minute. One minute, Mr. Trump said. Oh, do you now? And there is a way we can do something like that by injecting inside or almost a cleaning. Oh, oh. oh my God. And then and then he goes and plays stupid and says, Oh, oh I, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know why people are, are ingesting it and... Injecting, I don't know what's you, you know, he's just playing stupid to cover up him being stupid. That's basically what he's doing. You know? But. 
On Friday afternoon, Mr. Trump told journalists, I was asking a question sarcastically to reporters like you just to see what would happen. Did I read that right? I was asking a question sarcastically to reporters like you just to see what would happen. Like, just to see what would happen, you know? Like, you know, just just stupidly ask a question, you know, to see what the fuck could happen. Well, it proved how 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 much of a dumbass you are. That's that's what it proved. That's one thing it proved. <laughs> During Monday's Rose Garden press conference, Mr. Trump was also asked whether he would delay the presidential election in November. Of course not. I've never even thought of changing the date of the election, he said, which he can't. Why would I do that? Because you can't. Former U.S. Vice President Joe Biden, Mr. Trump's preemptiments, Mr. Trump's Democratic opponent, said last week he thought Mr. Trump would try to kick back the election somehow. <laughs> but Mr. Trump told reporters that that idea was made up propaganda. He said that he looks forward to that election. Of course he does. Constitutional scholars have already noted that if a president wanted to change the timing of the White House election, he would be unable to do so, even in an emergency, because the date is set by Congress. So... Yeah, he basically would have to go through Congress to change the date, which, yeah, we all know that going to happen. So, But yeah, that's uh, Trump in a nutshell for you, being a, a dingus. As we move on here to a more disgusting uh, turn of events here, dozens of gay men are outed in Morocco, Morocco. Morocco, I'm just calling Morocco, as photos are spread online. Basically, some fucking homophobic assholes, man. I'm going to say this now, all right? I'm going to get this out of the way. If a man is in love with a man, then a man is able to be in love with a man, you know? A man can be in love with whoever he wants. If a woman is in love with a woman, then a woman is allowed to be in love with a woman. A woman can love whoever she wants. There's no one saying that she she or he can't love whoever they want, no matter the gender, okay? There's no fake fictional fucking character in the sky. There's no god in the fucking sky saying that a woman cannot date a woman and a man cannot date a man, all right? No one, and I mean no one, has any say in who man or woman can date. Or be in love with. That being said, let's move on. At least 50 to 100 gay men were outed in Morocco over the last two weeks. Rights activists say after the men were identified on location-based meeting apps while sheltering at home amid a coronavirus lockdown... In at least three cases, men were kicked out of their houses, LGBTQ activists said. In interviews, hold on, excuse me. In interviews, many others in the country said that they have been blackmailed and threatened and thousands feared that their photos, 
excuse me, will be spread on social media. Oh, whew, got the burps. See when that happens? Here I am just waiting for my death sentence, said a young man whose photos were leaked online and who spoke anonymously who spoke anonymously for the fear of being attacked. I'm frustrated and scared. Basically, sick fucking individuals who deserve to be rotting in fucking jail for the rest of their goddamn life. I fucking hate these homophobic fucks. You know? In Morocco, a North African kingdom where homosexuality and sex outside marriage are crimes. Which is fucking ridiculous. It's absolutely ridiculous. It is not a crime for a man to love a man. It is not a crime for a woman to love a woman. What's the crime? What's so bad about that? You know? It's, is it because it just hurts your feelings? Or is it because you don't know what the fuck love is? It's probably because you don't know what the fuck love is. And you're too busy believing a fake fictional fucking character. Who doesn't know what the fuck love is. And, and his little followers claim they know that he knows what love is. But let's, let's think about it. If God, if Jesus really knew what the fuck love is. Then why is he against a man loving a man? Why is he against a woman loving a woman? What's so bad about that? And I love how a lot of religious people bring up, oh, there was Adam and Eve. There wasn't Adam and Adam or Eve and Eve. So? Who cares? It's, that's, it's, you know? In my eyes, I believe a woman should be allowed to love a woman and a man should be allowed to love a man. And that's how it should be. You know, no one should have to be afraid to love the same gender. No one, no one should have to be afraid to be in a relationship publicly with the same gender. You know, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it, it breaks my heart that there's disgusting people out there who think this isn't okay. You know? I'm sorry, but homophobic people are disgusting people. Homophobic people are people who truly don't know what love is. And I'm sorry, a man loving a man and a woman loving a woman is love. In Morocco, a North African kingdom where homosexuality and sex outside... Marriage are a crime. Gay people are painfully accustomed to the feelings of pearl and rejection and may keep their sexual identities under wraps, which is sad. It's heartbreaking that you have to keep your sexuality a secret. Like, no one gives a fuck. That's just disgusting. It's... Now that their cover has been blown in a way that would be criminal in most Western societies, right activists say, yet they have no legal resource, which is true, forcibly outing people is just not an obvious violation of their right to privacy. 
game straight. Said Ahmed Binchaham Ahmed Binch Imashai. That's I'm sorry, I just butchered that. The communications director for the Middle East and North Africa Division Rights Division of Human Rights Watch. When wrapped in inclement to hate and calls to violence based on sexual orientation is also a crime. So basically, Morocco is committing a crime in themselves. But honestly, this is this is just disgusting. On April thirteenth, a Morocco transgender. Instagram personality based in Istanbul, Nayuf Mosa or Sofia Talouini. Oh my God, these names! Was insulted about her sexual orientation. In a rage, she released a profanity-laced video encouraged women to download the location-based meeting apps, sites like apps like Grinder and Planet Romeo, which are usually used by gay men. Fuck yeah. In subsequent videos, she said her arm was to reveal hypocrisy of Macaroon society by showing her attackers how many gay men were living in their victim, living in their vacancy. Excuse me. Wow, I can read. Perhaps even in their own homes. Many people followed Miss Musa's lead and created fake accounts on apps to gather photos of gay men, which they then posted on private and public Facebook pages, setting off homophobic attacks. That's disgusting. The attacks ignited a firestorm of criticism. Both of Miss Musa and of Morocco's discriminatory laws. Adam Eli, finally a name I can pronounce. The founder of New York-based activist group Voices 4 worked in coordination with Morocco LGBTQ rights activists to get Miss Moses. Instagram account deleted. For now, the account has been suspended and already a new one has popped up, he said. We did not solve the issue of queer phobia in Morocco. However, we showed a bunch of young queer people who are scared in quarantine. They are not alone that they have the force of international queer community behind them. But holy shit is this article long but you guys can read it for yourselves in the de description below the link to the article will be there i'm gonna warn you guys some some if you're watching this on uh excuse me not watch this if you're listening to this on anchor or uh or um listening to it on spotify i'm sorry the links may not be there because not all of the uh fucking links fit it they, they give me a limit of only 4,000 characters, and I know all the links and article names are more than that. So, YouTube, though, that, that should be taken care of. But, honestly, this, this shit is just downright disgusting, and Morocco is a disgusting place. I'm sorry. Fuck Morocco. Morococo. Whatever the fuck its name is. You know what? Fuck it, though. It doesn't even deserve to be pronounced correctly. You know? But let's move on. Uh, this is from RT.com. Putin prolongs nationwide paid leave and 
parental lockdown until May 11th as daily COVID-19 infections surge. Russians will have to self-isolate until May 11th, President Vladimir Putin has said as the country braces itself for the peak of the COVID-19 epidemic, which has infected over 90,000 people nationwide. The move, which Putin announced during a closely, closely watched address, comes as the previous April 30th deadline was set to expire. The date was set on April 2nd and involved a combination of parental lockdowns and paid holidays for all Russians working in non-essential roles. The gradual removal of the coronavirus lockdown measures will begin May 12th, Putin said, giving the government a week to come up with recommendations on how to make it work. So, Russia was able to show the spread slow, excuse me, Russia was able to slow the spread of COVID-19, but the situation remains difficult as the peak of the epidemic has not yet passed, Putin has pointed out. The president also ordered ministers to prepare a package of urgent measures to support the economy and citizens amid the crisis. The number of confirmed cases of COVID-19 in Russia have reached 93,558 on Tuesday, with the majority of those infected being in Moscow. Since the first coronavirus-latest death was reported in mid-March, 867 people have... have succumbed to the disease, but more than 8,400 have been able to successfully recover. So, Putin taking some precautionary measures to make sure that the coronavirus doesn't spread. Speaking of coronavirus numbers and all that, Spain record lowest daily death toll as lockdown eases. This is some good news here. Spain, which has been one of the country's worst hit in the coronavirus pandemic, has reported the lowest daily death toll in more than a month. Its health ministry said earlier that 288 more people have died of the virus, the lowest number since March 20th. The figure is a steep drop from 378 deaths recorded on Saturday. On Saturday, children under the age of 14 were allowed to leave their homes for the first time in six weeks. They are not allowed outside for more they are not allowed outside for one hour a day. They are, oh, they are now allowed outside for one hour a day, you dumb fucking retard. The health ministry said the total number of fatalities now stood at 23,190. Fernando Simon. I don't know why I said it like that. Dictator of the Spanish Health Alert and Emergency Co-Coordination. Ordination. Center said, for the first time in a long time, we are below 300. Although it may be hard to give these statistics, it is a figure which indicates a clear positive direction in the evolution of the epidemic. So, hell yeah. Spain is having some success fighting that fucking coronavirus. You know, that's good to hear. But, oh boy. Is Trump finally done with his pointless, shitty coronavirus press briefings? This article comes from the uh, DailyStar.net. And the title of the article is Not Worth the Time and Effort? President Donald Trump tweeted Saturday that his daily corona 
briefings were not worth his time. Thank fucking God. Two days after speaking, a furrier by suggesting patients might be injected with disinfectant to kill the infection. He appeared to confirm media reports that he was considering halting the briefings. Yes, please. Which dominate early evening cable television news for sometimes more than two hours. Out of frustrations with questions about his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. He can't take the questions, you know. He, he doesn't. Honestly, this just proves he doesn't know how to answer. Answer. I can talk. Answer media questions correctly. Like. That and he hates when people. Don't talk up about him. You know, he hates it when people talk down about him. He hates it when people don't praise him. You know, don't stroke his ego. If you're not stroking his ego, if you're not praising him, then you're a terrible, evil person. And you shouldn't be a reporter because you're not saying good things about Trump. Oh, if you're not saying good things about Trump, then you're a terrible, evil reporter and you should not be reporting. Is basically how Trump puts things. That's basically how it is. Um, <clears throat> he appeared to confirm media reports that he was considering halting the briefings, which dominate early evening cable television news for sometimes more than two hours. Out of the frustration with questions about his handling of the COVID-19 pandemic. What is the purpose? Purpose. Whew. Let me try that again. What is the purpose of having White House news conferences when the Lamestream, here we go, this is from him, this is from him, he wrote, excuse me, he wrote, what is the purpose of having White House news conferences when the lamestream media keeps asking nothing but horrible questions then refuses to report the truth or facts accurately? Again, Trump wrote, in other words, let me translate that for you, let me put it into Trump knowledge for you. What is the purpose of having White House news conferences when the mainstream media won't stroke my ego and ask positive and happy questions about me that make me happy and, you know, you know, it's the reason why he doesn't want to do them is because the media is not stroking his ego. The media is not saying good things about him. So he's basically saying, what's the point of having these corona crest? Coro wow, I can talk. What's the point of having these coronavirus crest press conference briefings if the media is not going to stroke my ego? If the media is not going to say good things, about, you know, it's, it's basically all these coronavirus briefings were in the first place was him. Just stroking his ego and bragging about how much of a good job he did and all that. It, it was really nothing. It was all nothing but an ego trip for him. That's it. And he was starting to realize, yeah, uh, nah. You know? He was starting to realize that the media wouldn't have in it. And of course, he goes on to say and brag about his ratings. They get good ratings. And the American people get nothing but fake news. 
oh, because it doesn't praise me, because it doesn't say good things about me, because it tells the truth. Well, not all the time. Not worth the time and effort. Again, basically, I'm not going to put my time and effort if you're not going to say good things about me. I'm not going to put my time and effort into it if you're not going to stroke my ego, basically. On Thursday, the U.S. leader stunned viewers by saying doctors might treat people infected with the coronavirus by shining ultraviolet light inside their bodies or injections of household disinfectant. <laughs> this guy is a fucking idiot, bro. After a strong rebuff of his suggestion by top medical experts, experts, bleh, and disinfectant manufacturers, Trump on Friday claimed he had been speaking sarcastically. Again, in other words, to cover up how stupid he was looking. But he limited that day's briefing to just 19 minutes and did not take any questions from reporters. Because again, the reporters weren't stroking his ego and saying good things about him. And on Saturday, after 50 briefings, briefings, briefings over two months, learn to speak, dumbass. And on Saturday, after 50 briefings over two months, the White House did not hold one at all. Thank fucking God. Again. <coughs> Ooh. Hold on. Woo! You love when your uh, spit goes down the wrong tube there. <coughs> Woo! Damn. But like I was saying, but basically what his coronavirus press briefings were, they were all nothing but, uh, <clears throat> whoo, holy shit, damn, they were all nothing but him stroking his ego, and he was basically looking for the reporters to do the same and talk good about him, but obviously he wasn't getting what he wanted, so he said fuck it, but anyways, moving right along with the COVID-19 talk. Let's have some happier news here, shall we? <clears throat> Back from COVID-19, Johnson urged to reveal UK lockdown exit strategy. That's right. This is from Japan today. <clears throat> British Prime Minister Boris Johnson returned to his Downing Street residence on Sunday after recovering from COVID-19. Hell yeah. That's what's up. Ready to take the helm again with... Pressure growing from the government to explain how will it ease a month-old coronavirus lockdown. <clears throat> Johnson, 55, spent three nights in intensive care with the illness. A spokeswoman confirmed he was back at 10 Downing Street on Sunday evening after two weeks recovering at Chiqueers, Chiqueers? His county residence. <clears throat> he will resume full-time work on Monday and is going and is raring to go in his stand in the Dominic Rab said. <clears throat> in his, whatever. If y'all want to read the article, it'll be in the description. On his desk, Johnson will find a letter from the opposition Labor Party leader Keir St Keir Starmier <clears throat> urging him to set out when and how the economic and social lockdown to slow the spread of coronavirus might be eased. One out of many demanding more information. 
So, Boris Johnson basically getting back into office uh, and getting back to work. Glad to hear that he's recovering and <clears throat> ready to go. But, oh boy, is this next one good. Oh boy. Here we go. Howard Stern doubles down on urging Trump fanatics to drink Clorox. <laughs> this is going to get... Oh, oh, boy, this is going to get good. Howard Stern comes again. The serious XM host and his sidekick... Okay. I no, I did not ask you, you poop. Stinking Siri. Listen to me. Government spying on me through Siri. Oh my god. I don't know. <clears throat> the Sirius XM host and his sidekick Robin Quivers double down on their suggestion that diehard Trump supporters drop dead. <laughs> okay, calm down there, buddy. Calm down there, Howard boy. So I cranked up a whole shit storm yesterday. I saw the Daily News picked it up. It was all over the Hollywood Reporter. Stern said towards the start of his Tuesday morning show. Stern's comments referred to the president's suggestion at a press conference last week that coronavirus could maybe be treated by an injection or disinfectants. Unlike Stern, Trump later backpedaled on his outrageous comments and claimed that he was being sarcastic. Basically, again, covering up how stupid he was being. <clears throat> People are acting like they discovered something, Quivers laughed, stating that what she and Stern said on the radio was no secret. I know, Stern said. I stand by my statement. Okay. The Howard Stern Comes Again author then repeated a summary of his Monday morning comments. Trump says maybe we should look into Clorox and maybe some sort of thing and inject it into the body. Stern said, paraphrasing the president, Trump didn't actually many. Trump didn't actually mention any cleaning products by name. I said I wouldn't be great if the president would get up and do that. Then all of his, whatever, all of his legions, all of his followers who treat him like he's the Messiah, they all. Do it, too. Stern quipped. That's the way they can see if it works. Here, here, hold on. Let me, let me try reading that again so I don't sound like an idiot. God. I said, wouldn't that be great if the president would get up and do that? Then all of his legions, all of his followers who treat him like he's the Messiah, they should all do it, too. Stern quipped. That way, they can see if it works. <laughs> Stern's going in, baby. Whoo! Quivers joked those those trailblazing zeloites would be taking one for the team. <laughs> oh, my God. They can save the country by proving it works. Oh, fuck. They, they, oh, my God. They are going in. Stern, who has said repeatedly that he largely identifies as a Republican and doesn't consider the pandemic response to be a political issue. 
So let me get this straight. Stern is a Republican, but yet he hates Trump? Huh? Okay. Conceded some of his Trump-supporting listeners were offended by his comments. Oh, of course they'd be offended by his fucking comments. <clears throat> he suggested they save their outrage for the president and suggested that sarcasm on a radio show isn't the same as improvising at a White House press conference con concerning a pandemic. Thank you. What Trump said is completely different from what Howard Stern said, right? Trump said, Trump's dumbass remark was made on a fucking national stage, right? Well, Howard Stern's remark was made on a radio show, right? Excuse me. You see the difference? You know? See, there's a big difference. Trump's on a big national stage. Reporting to a millions upon millions of people when Howard Stern's just reporting on a radio show, you know? Two differences there. By the way, at a press conference in front of the country, it is not the time to spitball ideas, medical ideas, when you're not a Dr. Stern. Fumed. Again, speaking fucking facts right there. You're not a fucking Dr. Trump, alright? You're not. You're the fucking president. You're supposed to be doing your job, not giving out fucking medical advice to your cult members, okay? Leave that to the medical professionals. Shut the fuck up and do your job, okay? Quit trying to do the doctor's job. Let them do their job. You do yours. Capiche? Stern and Quivers then brought up in a Trump... <clears throat> excuse me. Stern and Quivers then brought in a Trump impersonator... To bounce around ideas for the ending for ending the pandemic. One of those suggestions was to have the coronavirus host a press conference, embarrass itself, and crawl away in shame. The president tweeted Tuesday morning that he was happy to see some of some states reopening for business and expressed regret that Fox News was distancing itself from coronavirus. Skeptics, Diamond and Silk. <clears throat> so basically Howard Stern going in on the president. <laughs> Damn, bro. I haven't admit he did go a little too far there, but... Hey, that that's Howard Stern for you. What the fuck are you going to do? Anyways, let's shift things on here. This is from the uh, Los Angeles Times. The Cannabis Cafe in West Hollywood reopens Thursday as a drive-thru. As a stoner myself, this is fucking badass. The Cannabis Cafe in West Hollywood reopened as a food and weed drive through operation starting Thursday. When the restaurant originally opened in October, people lined up around the block for a chance to smoke a joint while they ate vegan ve nachos. While they ate vegan nachos. It was forced to close in March due to the coronavirus pandemic and ensuing shutdown of non-essential businesses, but since worked out a solution in the city of West Hollywood. The city gave us temporary permission to operate as a medical and recreational dispensary until the emergency order ends. Co-founder Courtney Zelwinski said, This allows us to sell cannabis alongside our full food menu 
in an in-and-out drive-through like system. <laughs> I like that. You drive up to a designated parking spot, roll down a window, and wait for a flower host, also known as a bud tender. That's basically what they call the people at the counter in the dispensaries, for those who do not know. The host stands at least six feet away, offers guidance, and takes your order. You pay and wait in your car, then drive off to enjoy your weed and food at home. Fuck yeah! Online pre-orders for food and cannabis products are also available. Hopefully the prices are reasonable, man. The restaurant, like many others, is also taking extra safety measures it now takes employees' temperatures and enforces hourly hand-washing and social distancing of staff and customers. Workers must also wear masks masks and gloves at all times. Damn fucking straight. They better be. <clears throat> if the drive through slash car hop model proves successful, Zawinski says she hopes to put more of the stuff back to work soon. The drive through will be open daily from noon to 8 p.m. Bro. Good for them. Man, <clears throat> the cannabis cafe should definitely get their fucking dispensary license, man. Turn into a cafe slash dispensary. Bro, that would make you hell fucking bank. Bro, that would make you hell a fucking bank. A cannabis cafe slash dispensary, bro. Man, come in, order some fucking food, order some fucking weed, sit down at the table, light up a fucking joint. Or a pre-roll or whatever. And enjoy some food. And chill for a little while. Fuck man. That, that, that's a good idea. I, I, I hope the Cannabis Cafe goes through with that man. That, that sounds awesome. <clears throat> Anyways. Moving on to uh, automotive news. Ford GM Fiat Chrysler plan to resume US vehicle production. When will plants reopen? Ford General. Ford GM Fiat Chrysler Automotives are reportedly eyeing May 18th, which is my birthday, as their new target date for reopening some production plans in the U.S. The big three shut down their U.S. production facilities in March because of the coronavirus pandemic. According to sources for the Wall Street Journal, Journal excuse me, this, by the way, this is coming from IBTTimes.com, the automakers have come to an agreement with the U. With the UAW, union known as Michigan Government Gerinchton Whitmer on the timeline. The UAW previously stated that early May was too soon a start date to keep auto workers safe from COVID-19 and was working with the automakers to ensure safety measures were in place before employees returned to work. The terms of those safety protocols have not been finalized, the news outlet said. So, GM and General Motors is opening the fuck up. And Toyota also plans to resume manufacturing operations May 4th. Toyota says it plans to begin gradually resuming manufacturing operations at its North American facilities this week, the week of May 4th. The company said it will begin operations in compliance with the federal health and safety guidelines and the company that has implemented new protocols to help migrate the spread of COVID-19. Toyota closed its automotive parts and manufacturing plants in the U.S., Canada, Mexico, March 23rd. The company has an engine manufacturing plant in Huntsville, 
and partnered with the Mazda on a new manufacturing facility under construction in the eastern part of Huntsville. Annexed, annexed, I I cannot read. Limestone County. The 1.6 billion Mazda Toyota manufacturing plant has had its production start pushed back by the pandemic. So Toyota is starting up production. Ford is starting up production. You know, a lot of the automotive makers are starting to. Fight through this coronavirus bullshit and get back into it. By the way, this is from uh, WHNT.com. So, our final article of said podcast is uh, Kamala Harris demands accountability for horrific abuse of power that was caught on tape. Um, Basically, to explain what happened, uh, well, let's read it here. Senator Kamala Harris, Democrat out of California, is demanding accountability for one of her own. I can read tonight. I'm sorry, but I'm reading like garbage and I apologize. But again, on YouTube, most likely the links will be there. So when I post this to YouTube, the links to read along will be there. Own constitutes. After a viral video, I probably said that wrong. After a viral video reportedly showed a law enforcement officer in Rancho Cordova, Corva, California, punching a child, the Twitter user who posted a video said, "Rancho Cordova Police Department brutally tackled and hit my best friend's 14-year-old brother today over a Swisher Sweet." The officer had no reason to brutalize and traumatize the, this boy like this. Which, that's true. That's just obviously showing how much more the fucking corrupt police are. You know? Thinking just because they have a fucking badge means they can go above the law and and act like they're above everyone. Newsflash. To every single fucking cop out there, if you ever hear this, i like you to know you are not above the fucking law. You are on the same level as law-abiding citizens. And what this was a display of was a display of corrupt, power-hungry police. This man deserves to lose his badge. And he deserves to lose his job for good. It is disgusting that police agencies allow this bullshit to happen. And say, oh, it's just police protocol. Nah, bullshit. It's disgusting and it needs to stop. Police brutality in general needs to stop. Just because you have a badge on you doesn't mean you're above the law. Just because you have a badge... It doesn't change anything. You are still a law-abiding citizen just like everyone else. That being said, I hope this cop loses his job and I hope he loses his badge because he deserves it. Again, link will be in the uh, description of this down below, but the uh, 
video is basically the officer pinning the kid to the ground and just beating the living shit out of him, which is just, it's disgusting. It's heartbreaking. And it's, and I'm reading in the article, Harris wrote, this is a horrific abuse of power. This officer must be held accountable. And Kamala is 100% right. It's disgusting. And it needs to stop. Police need to stop acting above the law. This is my saying. Why respect them if they don't respect us? Keep that you know, keep keep that in mind there, cop lovers. Why respect them when they don't respect us? You know? Keep that question in mind, cop lovers. Keep that fucking question in mind. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, that's about it for the uh, fifth episode of the This and That podcast. Uh, was a good one. Um, you all know where to find this podcast, uh, YouTube, Boston32332. Uh, you all can find it on um, Spotify. And you also can find it on iTunes now. Uh, best way to find it on Spotify and iTunes is just to search my name, Jeremy Mosier. Uh, but anyways, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is going to do it for the fifth episode of This and That Podcast. I hope you all enjoy. I'll see you all in the next one. Peace.